But this morning, what I'm going to do, I know Pastor Josh started out last week with help. I'm overwhelmed. How many of you, you've been overwhelmed in your life? Okay, three people. We're going to pray for the rest of us. Okay, we need to participate this morning, okay? You know, when I come, you know, we li- I-, I like to have, people can talk back, okay? And I'll talk back to you if you talk back. But here, here's the thing. I know what we want to do, what I want to do this, and we've all been, we're looking at things in our lives. That's what we're going to be looking at the next couple weeks that just overwhelm, that we get overwhelmed with. But how we use God's word to help us when we face times of being overwhelmed or situations or circumstances, we know that God's word is a, God of, is a word of comfort. It's a word of victory. It's a word of, of, of when we face things that gives us courage and encourages us. And so today I want to talk to you about something that many people get overwhelmed by and sometimes we have questions about. And so I'm going to, that's why I love to come to this campus because y'all ask lots of questions. And so I want to I be able to, hopefully I can answer some of these questions for you. But we've, walk, we've all walked with people that have been overwhelmed by sickness or had a bad diagnosis or they came out of something or a family member walked through something that was very difficult. And so what I want to do is I just want to talk to you this morning about maybe you've been overwhelmed by constant pains. I want to talk, here's, here's really what I want to Are you overwhelmed? And, here's, and you could do a side note. Does Jesus still heal today? Okay. And so what I want to do is maybe you have family members and they've they've had different things. So what I want to do, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 4, and I'll give you a choice. Or you can turn to Psalms 103, but you can turn to both. I don't care what you do. But you have a cheat sheet in front of you, and you can look at them right there too. And uh, what I want to do, I'm going to go ahead and read, and then we're going to get right into the message. It's not going to be a, a long message. Actually, I preached 33 minutes last, uh, last service. And at the end of the service, we prayed for people that needed healing in their bodies. That's what we're going to do today. Amen? How many of you know that God, God still heals? Okay, three people didn't raise their head. Yeah, donkeys shake their heads too. Anyway, Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 through 24. And He went throughout all of Galilee, this is Jesus, teaching in all their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Gospel means good news and healing every disease. And it just says, in every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all of Samaria and they brought him all the sick, those who were afflicted with various diseases and pains and those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics and he healed them. You know that 25% of the gospel is Jesus healing people. Just going through village to village where, there, you know, there's a lady trying to press her hand, getting through the, the thing. There's another guy yelling. There's others where they broke a roof and they lowered the, the guy down. There was others where he's laying by a pool and he said, how come you, you know, because I had no one to move me into the pool when the waters begin to. So when Jesus was on earth, he healed people. If you read the gospels, you go, wow, it's amazing. And here's the question we ask ourselves, why isn't God doing that today? You ever wonder that? Come on, you ever ask yourself? I mean, come on, have you ever read the Bible? Let me see, some of you, I'm going to, have you ever read the Bible and go, wow, why didn't that happen today? And so I want to answer some of those questions. Is that all right? And so what, see, the reason we get overwhelmed is because we truly wonder, does Jesus still heal today? And the answer, you said earlier, yes, he does. But he also does. And then why do Christians still get sick? You ever wonder that? Well, then if, if Jesus heals people, why do people still get sick? Come on. I mean, I, my wife had whooping cough. We, and it's very contagious. She kissed me and I got it. 
okay? And one of the things with whooping cough is you, you, when, you, when, you, when you cough, you kind of, you, you tear up and you feel like you can't catch your breath. It literally gets to the point where you go, <gasps> and, and what happens is, this is crazy, but then all of a sudden you get a sensation and it bring, relieves you, you burp. You feel like if I just burp, can you make yourself burp? We're not doing a burping contest or anything, but you know where you kind of go, and you kind of go, and he goes, wow, I feel better. And so that's really what was happening. And so, you know, sometimes I go, why? Why do I get sick? Why do I cough? Why do I have the sniffles? Come on. Why, why do I have a deviated septum? Come on. Why? 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 I don't. But anyway, just some of you might. And, you know, or why do I have this full-on pain in my knee? Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I could slap my children like this, but now I got arthritis in my elbow. I'm going to do that. But I don't know. But here's the thing. If he does, then why do Christians get sick? If God does heal people, what about all the other people that have died? You know, that. let me just, let me, let me fill you in. All of us one day will die. That's one sure thing in life, that we'll all die. But until that point, we can trust God. So there, there are two extremes, and I want to talk about those before I get in the message. And, and maybe you've heard these things. There, there, there's a one side, you know, uh, where people say, well, God just no longer heals. That was all for back then, but God no longer heals. It's based on how well you take care of your body. That's how people feel. You know, it's like if I eat the thing, you know, we, we, we do, I'll just say this, we do wear what we eat. I believe that, okay? I mean, you eat a tub of bluebell every night. We, we don't have them, to, the doors aren't big enough to get you in. But here's the thing. But what happens is you should take care of your body. And I know people that they've been sick and they get on a regimented diet and it helps them get through it and they get through it. It's called the natural way, you know? And then, but I also know a lady in Lafayette that owned the, uh, owned the natural, like all the products where you'd buy. She was the original lady in Lafayette. You could go buy all them. She died young eating right. So you kind of go, what's that all about? And so, but, and then there's another side that says, it's never God's will for you to be sick. And if you are sick, it's because you lack faith or you have sin in your life. How many of you have heard that one? Okay. Well, here, here's the thing. If you have enough faith, then you will be healed. Can I just give you the Greek translation of what that really means? Baloney. That's what it means. <laughs> baloney has a second name. And anyway, just, it's baloney. But it's a horrible way to treat people. I've had people come to me and goes, you know, because I've battled cancer for seven years, started my my, uh, my colon, went to my liver, stage four, I had 21 months to live, and, you know, all these different things, and, you know, and I ate right sometimes, and then I thought, came to a point where I go, I, if I die and I'll go see Jesus, I want my taste buds to be in heaven while I'm still here. <laughs> kale, the heck with kale, I'm not going to say what rhymes with kale, but anyway. But in, anyway, what happens is, let me just, and then there's people that, again, can I just say something? It just, those people are already suffering. And when people say things like that to them, it's almost con it's condemning them. Do you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, as I've walked through different things, I've done chemotherapy, I've done all those different things and, and stuff, but I've seen people's faith soar greater when they're walking through a very, in their journey, and it's very difficult, but I've seen people's faith begin to blossom and bloom. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. And so... 
what, what I really want to say is that uh, I have people that have told me, you know, uh, you know the reason you have cancer because you have unforgiveness. Because it says this and all this. But, but I think both these approaches uh, uh, to illness is just wrong. I just do. I think it can, be con- it, it can be condemning and just wrong. But here's what I want to do. I want to give you three things I want to share. The first thing I want to tell you, why do I still get sick? You ever wonder that? Like, I still wonder, like, why in the heck did I get whooping? Who gave my wife whooping? Who was she kissing? No, no, I'm just saying. No, I don't worry about that. But it says this in Psalms 103, verses 1 through 3. Look, look what it says. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Well, we've heard that before. Bless the Lord. Now, people take that, but then it goes on a little further. O my soul, and look what it says. Don't forget all of his benefits. How many of you know God's got some benefits? When you buy an insurance policy, there's benefits. Most of it's when you die. You never see it. You know what I mean? You have car when you have a car insurance, there's benefits. And then you find out you didn't buy enough to fix the windshield because the rock hit it and it's a $500 deductible and, they, and you got to put it up. Come on. Or they have, uh, what is it, uh, people that don't have insurance, you know, uh, and, and you, you know, go, well, you know, I bought my insurance, and then, but you got to pay for part of it because they didn't have insurance. You know what I'm talking about? But there are benefits. Come on. There are benefits. And so what happens, it, who, it, who forgives what? All what? Iniquity means sin. That means all your sins. And he says, who heals what? All what? All diseases. And but here's it. He forgives our iniquity and he heals all our... It seems odd that he does one, but he doesn't do the other. What do you mean, Pastor Baba? It's, it's both in the same verse. That he forgives us of our iniquities, our sins, but he also has the provision where he heals us as well. And so what happens, if, if, if you're honest, it's easier to believe he heals my iniquities than he heals my diseases. Come on. How many of you believe well, God can forgive you of your sins? Come on. Okay, the rest of you, we're praying for you. Okay, he can forgive us. But how many of you, know, you say, well, I'm just not, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm really not worthy enough to receive God's healing. That is a lie. Are you hearing me? It's just a lie. So let's go on. So if you're honest, it's easier to believe that. But forgiveness of sin and healing of sickness is all throughout the Bible. There's many scriptures. Let me show you another one. Isaiah 33, 24. And no inhabitant will say, I am sick. The people who dwell there will be forgiven of their iniquity. Here's the, same, here's the same verse, but in Isaiah 53, verse 5. Surely, this is talking about Jesus before he came. This is a prophecy that the prophet Isaiah is prophesying what would happen to Jesus when he came, before he came. This is the Old Testament. It says, surely he bore our griefs, our, sin, our sicknesses. That's what grief means, translated. And he carried our sorrows, yet we, we esteemed him, stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that that brought us peace. And with his wounds, look what it says. We what? What does it say? We are healed. We are healed. And look what it, and he says, 
healing and forgiveness, same verse. Listen, so griefs in the Hebrew means sickness. So notice he says you, we are healed. Notice how the New Testament, here's the New Testament in 1 Peter. This is, this is Peter speaking to us, same verse, but he says this. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness by, the, by his stripes we what? Word. Okay, well, Isaiah says we are healed, and then Peter says we were healed because this is what would happen. Isaiah was looking forward to when the cross came, when Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus hadn't made the sacrifice, but he was looking forward to that. He said, when that happens, come on, there'll be a lamb that will be slain for us, and what will happen, he'll take on our sins, come on, and he'll hit by his, by his stripes, we be, by the very lashes they put on, we will be healed. But Peter, he said, we are, but Peter's over here looking up. The cross already happened for Peter. He said, no, 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 no. We were healed because of what Christ did. Are y'all with me? And see, I believe this. Jesus bore our sins and our sicknesses. Matthew, let's go on the map. Here he's quoting, Matthew here is quoting Isaiah 53 when I'm reading this. I know I'm reading a lot, but we're going somewhere. This is a travel channel. We're going to travel and we're going to land. He said, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed and cast out the spirits with a word. He still casts out spirits by the word. Amen? Sounds like my Thanksgiving sometimes. With relatives that come to my house. I need to cast out demons. Anyway, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Anyway. <laughs> and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Here he is. Saying, he himself took our, our infirmities, our sins, and bore our sicknesses. He bore my sin and he bore your sickness. So here, here's the big question. If Jesus, and that's why I like coming here, if Jesus bore our sins and our sicknesses, why do we get sick? That's a, this, hey, this is not a moment of silence in the church. Did Jesus bear our sins on the cross? Come on, five people. Yeah, I'm on here. Did he bear our sins on the cross? Okay. But we still sin, don't you? Y'all do. I don't. No, I'm teasing. That's a sin if I say that. Okay. <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. He bore our sin on the cross, yet we still sin. And he bore our sicknesses, yet we still get sick. Why? Let me tell you. Here's the answer. We live in a fallen, sin-filled, sickness-filled world. But there is a new world coming with no sin and no sickness in it. Amen? Amen. Jesus bore the penalty of our sins, the power of our sins, and the presence of our sins. In other words, Jesus was, and he is, and he is to come. He's the same today as he is yesterday, as he will be tomorrow. Y'all believe that? Okay? So we have been saved, and we are being saved, and we will be saved. What do you mean by all that, Pastor Bubba? I have been saved from the penalty of sin. When I receive salvation, when you receive salvation, I don't have the penalty of sin. Jesus took on the penalty of my sins and your sins upon himself. Come on. And what happens is, and, and then one day I'll be saved from the presence of sin. What does that mean? That I get to heaven. 
And there won't be the presence of sin in heaven. Come on. There's no one going to be in my front yard and my street stealing the gold off my sidewalk. Because gold is just pavement in heaven. Okay? So what happens is, you know, but right now I'm being saved from the power of sin. Come on. The same is for my sickness. Listen to me closely. You've been saved from the penalty of sickness, so God will never put sickness on you to punish you. Hear me out. God can't punish you for your sin because he already punished Jesus. Can't punish two people at the same time for the same thing. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for my sin. Does that keep me from sinning? No. But he took on, the, he took on my sin. He took on your sin. He took on your sickness. Come on. Am I in the right church? Okay, I just want to make sure. Y'all come on. But see, here's the thing. God can't, see, Exodus says this, I will put none of the diseases on you that which I brought unto the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. The second question is, well, Pastor Bubba, how do I receive healing? I love coming here. Y'all ask great questions. Ephesians 2 says it like this, for what? No, no. What is that word? By By what? Okay, remember that. For by grace. Listen, you have been saved through what? Faith. Okay? And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not as a result of of works so that no one may boast. So how did I receive forgiveness in? By grace. It's nothing you did. Well, some people, it's by my faith. None of, can I, none of you will be boasting. Listen, some of you are boasting right now about how good you are, but no one will be boasting in heaven how good they were. You know what? When we get to heaven, we're going to realize it was his goodness, and it was not my goodness or your goodness. It was his goodness. And so it's by, here, here, here's where people will, you know, faith. It's, it's by my faith. Okay, that's a little bit true, but not completely. It's, here's, I, I put it like this. It's by faith through grace that works. It's not by your works. It's not how much you do, how much you sacrifice. There are religions that are based on all that, how much you work. If you're a Jehovah Witness, unless you knock on enough doors, you know what? All Jehovah Witnesses are liars, okay? Just let me tell you that right now, okay? That's the truth, okay? They're, they're peddling Something that ain't going to help you. So when they, and I have relatives that are like that. I used to get them mad anyway, and I still do. But what happens is, is it like when they come to my door, this is the whole thing. They say, Hello, I'm a Jehovah Witness. And I go, well, I witness for Jehovah all the time. Let's talk. Anyway, anyway. But see, here's the thing. Let me get back to the message. I'm just being Bubba. It's okay. I'd rather be me than someone else. I ain't TDJ. Come on, come on, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I was talking to Pastor Jamie the other day. I said, man, God, you just got a Jakes." He goes, what has he got? Got to let him go. Anyway, anyway. So, you know, the most important thing, I lost my message. I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Here I am. I'm right. We, you know, a lot of times we say it's by faith, but then, then you can give. If it's just by your faith, then you give yourself credit. 
you must have great faith. But I don't see, you know, but Jesus said it like this. He said, but if you have a little faith, you can speak to a mountain and be cast in the sea. I don't see any mountains moving this morning. But I can say this. How do you receive healing? It's not by faith or works, but by God's grace. Are y'all with me? That's where you go, you know what? You know, I see people that are completely healthy, and they go to the doctor, and they find out something, and they go, well, they think they are. And they find out something that can rock your whole world. Come on, I know. You know, seven, almost eight years ago now, I went to the doctor, and when I went to the doctor, I'm not expecting anything. I'll just, I'll be honest with you, and it's going to be brutal, okay? I, I was running. I was, came back, and I had to go to the bathroom. After you run, sometimes you got to clean yourself out. And what happened, I was sitting there, and I, there was blood in the toilet, and I thought, well, I got hemorrhoids. My dad had hemorrhoids. So my wife goes, no, you're going to the doctor. I ain't going to the doctor. I got hemorrhoids. We went to the doctor, found out I had colon cancer. And it wasn't small enough where they could just scrape it. They had to go in. And then I went through it. And then after I had colon cancer, what happened is they said, you know, I went for my year checkup. And, you know, they said, it's good. I mean, it's all good. You don't need to do chemo or any of this like the chances are. And then it spread to my liver. On the next check. That's not something I was expecting. Come on. And, and it was stage four then. Then they had 21 months to live. And guess what? I'm here. Thank God. Okay. I had someone tell me. I have several people over there. Was, How are you feeling, Pastor Bob? I'm feeling good. It's goose season. I'm feeling good. He said, I'm praying for you. And I said, don't stop. I'm living in your prayers. You know? And in and, and, you know, because honestly, I've had people, I had a national guy one time that was trying to get one of my sons into a camp in California, and, and they were going to work, and I told him about what I was dealing with. He said, man, is there any sin in your life? That's why you have it? And I was like, I've already examined my heart. That's the Holy Spirit to show me, and people that I walk with, if they see anything, and I said, No. That's where you want to go. Well, how about you? You got any sin in your life? Because, again, you know, if you, take that, if you take that theology to the extreme, we all should have been dead by the time we were 13 years old. Come on. So here's the last question. Pastor Bubba, what if I'm not healed? Here's a simple answer. I'm still going to trust God. No matter what. See, you listen to Paul. Paul says this like this in Philippians. Christ will be honored in my body. I love this. Whether by what? Life or by? Two people I want to tell you about. Two friends of mine. One guy's name is A.B. Walker. He was a very successful, I was a youth pastor. His kids, are, his kids, Lisa and Arnie, were in my youth group, and along with Sweet Pea and Redwood. And, but that's another thing, some hippies that were smoking too much LSD, and that's what they named their kids. <laughs> I swear that was their real name, Sweet Pea and Redwood. Okay, <laughs> Lord, help us all. And you thought some Cajun names were bad, you know, Cliton. Anyway, but, but anyway. I can't even, you know, I know where I'm going. All right. There was a friend of mine, A.B. Walker, and he was a very smart, good businessman, lived in Tacoma, Washington. And what he would do is like, 
he would get these buses and somehow he'd get them to China and he'd make money and then he'd use the money and he'd give it to people that were in missions and, and he got diagnosed with cancer and really bad and it really, what happened, they had to end up cutting his legs off right here, right, right around the, above the knee and just a very godly man in the last two weeks of his life, he was just praising God in his bed, singing loud. Like, wake everybody up. Jesus! I mean, he's just, he's just singing. It would be like, you don't want to hear my singing. But, I mean, he was just worshiping God. And everybody was believing for his healing. Everybody was trusting, praying. After doing that for two weeks, he went on to be with Jesus. I have another friend of mine. He lives in Enfield, England. His name's Dave Whisker. And his son Josh is a good friend of mine as well. His son Josh does stuff for ministries all over the world, videos. Any, any big ministry he's ever done, he's done something for him. He's, just, he's a guru. And he's fun. He, I went, him and Matt Murray and I took one day, half a day, and we toured London. And he's telling us. And, and, and his dad, Dave, he's a pastor. And he found out he had cancer. And he got down to like 70-something pounds. It'd be like a guy like Denny going, he went to 70 pounds. Okay? Stand up, Denny. Okay, just stand up. Just stand up. Right there. Okay, that's like, okay, thank you. Give him a hand. <laughs> Denny does better than most men's hunting dogs. That's all I have to say. But what happened is, you have a guy like that gets down to 70 pounds, and they start saying, you're going to die. And you know what he does? He just believes God believes God, trusts God. They gave him two weeks and God healed him. Why is that? Same God, two different people. I heard of an African, uh, uh, African-American woman. She got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. You know, pancreatic cancer is like, you die. That's like a death blow. And the doctor looked at her and said, buddy, baby, you, you're going to die. And he said, she, go home, get your house in order. She said, what? Say what? Say, wait, 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 wait. She goes, so wait, wait, wait. You saying I ain't got no hope? He goes, you ain't got no hope. She goes, my eyes serve a God of hope. And she says, you ain't going to, my God shall supply all my needs. And guess what? They brought her in to go do a procedure on her, on her stomach, on her pancreas. And when they got in there, they couldn't find it. Okay, well, I'm not done with the story. And so what happens is her son wakes her up. And her son's a, a worship guy, international worship guy, if I tell you his name. But anyway, he comes up and he goes, he goes, Mama, Mama, you ain't got no cancer. They couldn't find it. She goes, where that doctor ain't got no hope? I got to tell him about my God who's got hope. Come on. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I can share all these no matter what. Look at me. No matter what we face, no matter about the news, no matter what we go through, here's what I want you to know. We have to trust God. Amen? And see, that's what I want to do this morning. I, I, I want us to pray for you today. You see, I want to pray for those who have, have need healing in their body this morning. Is that right? It's, I'm not asking you permission. We're going to do it. Okay, we're going to pray for people that need healing in their body. I want I want to pray for those who have been walking through pain, sickness for a long duration. 
we're going to, we're just going to, can I just say this? It's not the length of our prayers. It's not how loud our prayers are. It's just that we're going to pray. We're going to pray in faith that God would touch you and God will work a miracle in your body. Amen? Amen. Also, how I many know God still heals and you need to receive it. When people pray for you, this is how you receive it. I receive it by the grace of God. Faith by grace, by God's grace works. Amen? And if, listen, if God heals you in this, I don't care if it's the hand of man or the hand of God, God's going to still get the glory. Amen? Amen.